Hello, friends. Tired of traditional car dealerships pushing you around for five hours just to end up with a payment that's more than you can afford? They're not your friends. But you know who is your BFF? Volkswagen of Boise. They have a non-commissioned sales team that genuinely cares about your vehicle needs. Not ready to buy today? No pressure. Come back when you're ready, and they'll make the process easy and hassle-free with upfront pricing and a no-haggle philosophy. Volkswagen. Engineered to buy easy. For more info, go to volkswagenofboise.com. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast, where we talk all things Treasure Valley. We're your hosts, Shane and Natalie Plummer. Welcome back to the conversation. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for coming to the podcast, and thanks for a live audience. Natalie's really nervous. I'm she, not she, nervous she's at She's been all. nervous all day. No, so, I haven't. So be nice. It's been totally fine. And laugh at the appropriate times. Okay. Uh, welcome to the Boise, Bub- uh, Boise Bubble Podcast. I like your enthusiasm. Great. We'll tell you when. All right. So. um, Also, we're at Tree Fort. I don't know if you wanted to mention that part. Uh, Welcome to the Boise Bubble Podcast. We are podcasting live from Tree Fort. Take it away, Shane. Uh, Thank you. Uh Um, Enjoy Tree Fort. Tree Fort is an awesome festival. Be safe. Be cool. And uh, let's have fun. So we thought that we would have an interesting conversation today because Natalie and I, we've been married for 20 years, and there's a big part of... Uh, romance that we have no idea about. In 20 years, the dating that, scene has changed. I feel like you need to structure that differently. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm sure that there's a lot of things that we don't know about, but okay. we're still young. Okay. We did not date in the world that is happening right now. Like, we, it was very old school. Yeah, we met in a very traditional way. Uh, I had a friend that had dated her, so he introduced me to her. I introduced him to my sister. He married her, vice versa. Uh, and here we are, you know? Yeah. Pretty Tale as old as time. Easy story. Yeah. She was totally into me. I had to get a restraining order. I was very... That's not actually true. But we were very into each other very quickly. But, you know, we met through friends. That's just how you did it. But dating is not like that anymore. It's a totally different world. So we asked some really cool guests to come on today who have their own stories and their own um, personal situations with dating so uh yeah so let's start with some introductions we'll start here with taz uh give a brief introduction who you are and uh, what your dating status is relationship (laughs) status and how people can contact you if they want to ask you i'm just kidding don't do that follow me on instagram um so hi everyone my name's taz and i'm a real estate entrepreneur so i own my own real estate brokerage i help consult um, brokerages as well as top producing teams on their marketing and business and I also have an online course that I teach out of so mm. that is what I do um, I came here in 2008 on a softball scholarship originally from California and I'm single all right and you've been here for you've been <laughs> in, the, in the valley for how long since 2008 so I, I can't do the math but that's a long time yeah I feel. yeah Okay, and you're yes. single, and you're early 30s, right? Yes, I'm 31 years old. I'm never a Gemini, been just in case anyone's into the zodiac. <laughs> I'm a Gemini, um, and I've no, I've never been married. I've also never been close either. Okay. Like it's one of those where, for me, I'm realizing that you know, I want it so bad that I also think I'm repelling it because it's like, oh my god, oh my god, could this happen to me? Because yeah. I think marriage is beautiful. But I'm also probably giving out desperate vibes, if I'm being honest with mm. myself. Okay. All right. That's fair. All right. There it is. All right. All right. I am Tyler Grant. I run the platforms Tastefully Tyler on social media. 
Uh, I work with local businesses here in the Treasure Valley. I make food content with them and do lifestyle stuff with them. I love what I do. I moved to Boise in 2013. Uh, I got stationed out in Mountain Home. I was there for seven years, and then I made the f move to Boise, and that was the best transition I ever made because Boise rules. Uh, my relationship status is, I feel like this is a common one and kind of a cop-out, but it's complicated, leaning mm -hmm. definitely more towards single these days. But uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You came here with it's somebody, rough. so this feels a little awkward <laughs> Oh, actually, no. Uh, yeah, I brought, she might be tagged in a little bit later. She, okay. She's got All right. some good Maybe sense. I made it more weird. My bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next. Um, well, I'm Frankie. I am a weather anchor for Good Morning Idaho. Um, I'm 27 years old, single as a Pringle, uh, but I find myself in its complicated situations more often than I'd like to admit. Um, I, I guess that's kind of it. I moved to the Valley in 2018 um, from California, but have Northwest roots, and it's a little different out here, but and not in a bad way. Just different dating we're excited to hear about it yeah <laughs> thank you Frankie Natalie all right I'm Natalie Hudson and when you're talking about your Natalie make sure that we separate I'm gonna say Natalie. single Natalie and <laughs> so we have Natalie Plummer and Natalie Hudson there we okay. go okay um, I am the divorced one on the panel it appears <laughs> and um, it is just like you guys I got married super young met the old traditional way and so it was a whole different ballgame when I was like, oh my gosh, how do you do any kind of online dating scenario? And I did not, I still don't like it, to be honest. Um, but I'm fifth generation Idahoan. I live here in Idaho. I have two kids. And I have a company where we teach people how to build businesses online. I started, I've been online for 12 years. And I started um, creating my own online digital products. And now we have a big company where we teach other people how to grow and scale their businesses online. All right. So there you go. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can tell, but they're all kind of big deals. So, <laughs> on you know, and single. So exciting to talk about um, some of your background with this. So, um, do you have a question you would want to start out? So I thought that uh, panel format. Let's just ask a question and then go through and uh, see what your thoughts are, and then let's see where the conversation goes. Okay. All right. All right. I'll do the first one then. Okay. Take us off. Okay. So if someone was moving to Boise and they're like, you know, they want to know what it's like, and they just say, "What is Boise like for dating?" What's your like can't answer? What are you gonna tell them? 30 second elevator speech, what do you say? Great if you're in college, great if you're settled down, horrible if you're like that 25 to 35 range and single. Mm. Okay, I think if you know how to fish and you're outdoorsy, <laughs> you're set. You think so? Side note, I do hold Idaho, two Idaho fishing records, the name claim wow. to fame here. Well, I did, they've been broken. But oh no. No, I'm just joking, it was Subtle a joke facts. because so many girls complain about like, guys holding oh, dead fish in their dating profile, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I, I actually, why I think dating to a large degree is probably similar here to everywhere else, but I think that we tend to attract um, a lot of outdoorsy people, a lot of people who are into like solid family values. I'm not saying everybody is, but in oh, general, okay. I think it's more of like a whole, not everybody's wholesome, don't get me wrong. Uh -huh. But I think in general, it's like um, a lot of people looking to settle down, looking for a change, looking, it's not like a city that they're going to for summer to get a fun experience. It's more like, hey, I want to settle my roots here. Hmm. Okay, so what I'm hearing is if you're in college and so everyone's kind of on the same, it's fun, and then the I want to settle down, and you find that the in-between, and do you, Frankie, do you see that you're in the in-between, or? Uh, I feel like I'm in that awkward limbo. Like, you meet the younger ones, and they're like, oh, I just want to have fun, nothing serious, and uh -huh. then you meet someone on the other spectrum, and it's like, I just met you, but let's get married. 
Oh. And you're like, oh, there's like no just normal in between. Like it's just very two settings on the the yeah, dial. Yeah, we're okay. going hot or cold. No, no lukewarm. Okay. Mm. Well, can we talk about the elephant in the room here for a second? Though sure. there is a huge religious population here where there's a lot of people sure. who like want to get married early, fast, want to have a wife or a husband like the LDS population. There's uh-huh. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I think that somebody coming in from out of state might be like, whoa, this What's isn't happening? what we've seen before. And those of us who grew up in Idaho, maybe whether you're not LDS or not, you just know that like that's kind of how the culture is. And I'm not saying everybody's that way, but I think that it's not as surprising to somebody who's grown up here as maybe as somebody who's come from out of state and they're like, what the heck? Like, you're going to get married in six weeks? No. Well, my question with that, though, is isn't, aren't the people who are LDS really just dating each other, though? Like, I guess that's, that's my assumption. Yeah. The amount of times I've seen that little LDS handle on Tinder is... There's an LDS handle? Oh, yeah, like the LDS and, like, big capital letters. I'm not on Tinder. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah. They put, they put yeah. On there. What is this Tinder you speak of, <laughs> Tyler? It's a, dating, it's a dating app that you sell your soul to. Oh, really? Okay. okay. So, all right. Somebody. So, yeah. Tell us about, what, what are you going to tell somebody when they come to Boise? Okay, so what I'd tell somebody is, like, I love Boise, and there's so much to do dating-wise, like, we have great bars, great clubs. Like, there's so much stuff to do, but the quality of people, like, worth dating is not really there. You know, like, okay. uh, you have the younger college kids, so, like, they want to, like, go out and party, and then, like, you have the older crowd, like we said earlier, that want to, like, settle down. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to, like, navigate which which way they go. You know, like, I recently kind of switched it over to, like, trying to settle down and, like, have, like, a relationship and everything. And now I'm getting, like, more kickback because, like, they want to go the other way. Like, they just want, like, hookups and stuff, which is weird for me because that's a switch. Hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. That hadn't happened before. So I'm curious. Do you think that's because of dating apps or do you think that's meeting in person? Because, and to put in a nutshell what you said earlier, I always say it's not like finding a needle in a haystack, but it's like finding a golf ball in a haystack 100%. kind of a thing, right? Oh, absolutely. And, like, that's part of it, too. Like, people don't want to, like, meet in person and date like they would rather like talk online and then like have like a situationship and then it burns out in like a week and a half, you know, rather than like going out on dates, like actually making contact and like a situationship. Yeah. What's a situation? I'm sorry. It's the oh worst. Oh my gosh, we're so yeah. old. Somebody else no, take that. I don't know what any of these things mean. I've never heard this either. Actually. No, no, okay, it's the gray. It's the gray area that no one wants to be in because you just don't know where you are at any given time. Oh. You're like you're literally in the middle of the ocean, just kind of swimming, and you don't know if you're by a beach or like you're just stuck. Yeah, but like, there's like dating and sex involved with mm-hmm. that, so that's fun. Yeah. So, so then what happens if you just call a spade a spade and you just say, hey, where are we at? What's going on And you're throwing They're, a gamble out there. It's a 50-50. Oh, yeah, it well, feels 50/50. like it's yeah, a risky true. proposition. You, yeah. yeah, it's a pretty, it's like, do you like this? If you like them, you probably don't want to bring it up because then they might say, see you later, sayonara. Uh-huh. Um, like or they might, chicken. you know, marry you tomorrow. But Relation, Do you say relationship chicken? It's like relationship uh, chicken. Like, can we just also address the if you wanted to, he would, or if she wanted to, she sure. would. Oh, that is sure. something that I've heard that literally haunts the heck out of me. Because obviously it's more complex than if he wanted to, he would, or if she wanted to, she would. But I think that that's something that when you're the one that's not sure where you stand, you're like, okay, well, if they wanted to, they would have already made me their boyfriend or girlfriend. Or if they wanted to, they would have done this. And we have scripts I think we all have in our head of how things should go, Mm -hmm. not understanding that sometimes people just have anxiety or they're they're stressed or they're the ones who feel like they're out of place. So... um, it's a weird dance. It's an awkward yeah, dance. Okay, Taz, what about you? What are you telling people? I would say buckle up for an experience okay. because you never know what you're going to get here. Okay. Um, and that can be good or bad. Like, personally, I'm working on importing someone. Like, oh, <laughs> smart. Yes, because this, is, this has everything you could ever want to live in. It's yeah. a great place. 
And people come with significant others. And so dating is very challenging here, but that's where it's like, okay, we could look at it and be upset that the talent here is crap. <laughs> or, you know, so many people are moving here, why not expand it because with COVID, the world just changed. So people want online stuff, why not look at the places that are most likely to import here and start there? So. Full disclosure, I'm actually hired a dating service for this now. Like, I just went and was like, I'm gonna hire a professional because they're probably gonna see things that I don't. When you say professional, do you mean like a matchmaker? Like yes. Tinder I, premium? I, 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 yeah. Not Tinder premium, I, yeah. I don't do swipe life. I tried it and that's a whole nother story. I have a YouTube channel on it, go watch it. Like, <laughs> so where have my... you imported from? Uh, Any I other markets? I haven't imported yet, okay. but the markets I'm looking at um, are like California, New York, um, Washington, Oregon. And the reason why is because it's like, I'm from the West Coast, we have a similarity there. And what I'm personally looking for, I don't know age demographic is going to be here for me and that's okay. But what I do know is, is that every time someone comes here, they love it. And with the work from home life, I have a better shot at finding someone that has that flexibility because I have the same. And maybe it just looks a little different than how I had it in my head that it must be this way. Maybe it's more, fluid I don't know yet is that what you're kind of discovering is that you had this idea of what dating was going to be like and it's just not not accurate or Absolutely. what do you oh yeah like I like for me personally it was like when I got here I saw going to the LDS population like everyone was getting married young so in my head I was like okay by 25 that's when I'll be married and I'm 31 now I missed the mark missed my goal completely but at the same time, too. I disagree on a second. You have a badass career, and that's amazing. Oh, and you were able to do thank that you. because you weren't. Like, yes, and it's like a double-edged sword because it's like, had I settled down and like did the regular stuff, I don't know what my life would be like. But to the point that I was making that I just don't remember. It's it just hasn't happened the way that I wanted to. Yet at the same time, I could look at it as in like, shit, this sucks. Or to be like. Hey, actually, like, thank goodness. Like, there's actually better out there. I just haven't found it yet. Mm -hmm. well, I think this also brings up a great point about careers, and at least on the female side of things. One thing that I've also learned is that a lot of guys want a girl that is so driven and successful and, you know, her own woman, so independent. But hold your horses. You cross a line, and you're too independent, and they're like, ooh, you're not the damsel in distress that I, I need Hell to feel. No. I need that void filled <laughs> no, for me. No. We could have no, a, so, a I mean, whole maybe second just, go there, just on this topic. Yeah, and, 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 it, and it's a very scary line because it's like I've dated several guys in the area that are like, cool, you're super you know, driven and you love your career. And then it's like, ooh, you love your career too much. Or, or you become, you know, you go the other way and then you're like, okay, you make yourself more available. You be, you know, more family oriented. And they're like, oh, you're losing yourself. And the family life and it's just like there's no winning because that line is like spaghetti noodle thin you're like how do you ferret that thing out so can i chime in for a second because so i've been divorced seven years i should have said that earlier so it's not like a fresh divorce i've been divorced a long time and i'm comfortable in this role like really truly like i'm a, i know i'm a good mom i have a career where i can provide for myself my employees like i'm happy right but one of the things that I found, because trust me, if we ever get into, in this podcast, crazy dating stories, I have crazy. Yeah, but we're definitely. I think that. I told you a snippet. Of we got time. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, post-divorce, I was like, oh, I need to find somebody. That was like my thing. Like, oh, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. And then I took a period of time where I was like, you know, I just want to be comfortable with who I am and where I'm at. And if somebody can match that, awesome. And I... 
I actually, I don't do uh, dating apps. I, when I first got in a dating app, I was like, what the hell? And then, um, especially if you have any kind of online profile, it's a weird scenario because people can, people will Google you, like that's just what it is. And then they feel like they know everything about you and then you meet somebody online and you're like, but I want somebody to know me. Natalie Hudson, the person, not Natalie, not that they're vastly different, but it's a weird thing. And yeah. so I will say that was the weirdest thing for me. But the second thing I'll say is, um, I found the best relationships and the best people just by doing what I wanted to do and build my life the way I wanted to build it and then finding people nat like the old school way like you guys did, right? And those were hands down the best relationship. With that being said, the last little tip I'll say is anytime I went on a first date with anybody, you can go to iCourts.com and you can Google their criminal record and you can see every single uh, That feels so obvious now that you say had. it. I thought I never even considered <laughs> checking a criminal record. For the person that you married, or the person that I date. Oh, we were—they're we, gonna pick you up at your house. There was or no into a public into a car <laughs> you drive. Sorry, maybe this is a male perception <laughs> that I just don't think about these things very oh, often. Fine. But have <laughs> you checked the criminal record of who you're gonna go on a date oh my with? Gosh, of course. <laughs> so I've this is common practice. Maybe you're too trusting. Like I hey. do that before I check out their Instagram. Yeah. However, Tyler, you checked out a girl. Yeah, I was a cop. I had access to all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. No, uh, it's not absolutely. gender specific. But if you date an attorney, you're oh, going to feel a lot of crazy. stuff because their name shows up on every. Okay, case well they've now you hear now. All right, I want to hear. You're hearing these women, you know, talk about this uh, perspective. What are your thoughts as you're listening to this? I mean, I definitely I agree with a lot of perspective too. I liked yours with the career and everything like that, but I, for myself personally, like I would absolutely love an independent woman. Like somebody that has her own gr uh, career, gr drive, goals, things like that. Because like me dating, it's usually been like more codependent. And I mean, I was in a relationship for three and a half years. It was like it, it extremely codependent. And we touched on like careers and everything like that. And like she was very supportive and I was getting out of the military. And like there was a huge transition there. And then uh, like trying to figure out like what I wanted to do like after the military. And like I, I took a little bit of a break. It was 2020. I got out January of 2020 right before COVID. You Perfect know? timing. Perfect timing, yeah. right? Perfect timing. Lots to do. Yeah. Uh, so like I had a lot of time to reflect. So uh, and it was just like really tough. And she was going through like career stuff too. And but she was like very codependent. And like that just kind of built like a really toxic relationship, especially being home. And she kind of projected onto me, like me not finding a career right away and things like that. And I just like independence in general because like I love what I do and everything that I do. And I want someone to like appreciate that and do her own thing too. But like we still have like that commonality, like the relationship and everything. But we both do our own thing. So the thought comes into my mind, back to what Frankie was saying, how independent do you want? Like on a scale of one to a hundred, what's your magic sleep number? Like Honestly, I just uh, want to know that you're not cheating on me. <laughs> like just all right, tell me so that you actually low bar. attracted to me. Oh, um, bar is so So low. I'm curious though, how many times have you guys heard, yeah, I want a strong independent woman. I mean, I could. That's very like, true. They always say it at the beginning <laughs> and, I think, and then you do it and yeah. then they're like, oh my God, you don't have enough time for me. And it's like, <laughs> well, and okay. I think about it in roles of alpha and beta, right? So like probably if I were to guess, and I, we just met all of us here, but I would imagine probably we're all strong, independent alpha females. And it takes a unique person to be with a, a, an alpha female. But also I think there's a lot of alpha women that are okay filling the beta role oftentimes, right? If you look at like, this is my, I was a history major in college, so I geek out on this stuff. <laughs> but if you look at like packs of wolves, right? There's alphas and betas. That doesn't mean that one is 
better or one is worse or one's stronger or one's weaker. They support each other but in different roles in different ways. And occasionally that role can switch. And I think if you look at, not that we're wolves, but if you look at relationships, right, it's like if we're alpha strong women, we also want a strong man, but also there's times where you want to be taken care of and protected. And um, I think that's difficult to find at least in my experience, it's been difficult to find a man who's okay with a woman who is like maybe surpassing what they've done or what they can provide. And not just providing from a money standpoint, but sometimes that's the case. But then also wanting to be um, recognized and valued as a strong woman, but also wanting to be protected, right? So there's this, there's this balance that's difficult, I think, sometimes mm. to navigate. And sometimes it can come down to communication, but I think there's just, I don't know, maybe we're a rare breed, I don't know. So if I've, my, my brain is going in a couple of different directions here, I want to go back to the sleep number. If there were a metric that you, that you could get one metric from the person that you're dating, that dial, maybe it's independence. What's their exact level of independence, their level of, uh, help me out, um, income, drive, uh, family orientedness. Like, what's the metric that you would want to know? Like, if everybody had to wear it on their shirts, what would you want to see to say, oh, quick okay, filter? Okay, so you mean like, like, is this like red flag thing or like the ultimate, like quality? Uh -huh. Like the quality you need to know? Are we assigning ourselves alpha and beta and our dream partner alpha and beta? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess know. it depends. Like, I think about like what you're asking. If I was dating again, which, oh my gosh, please never. Like, it just sounds very unpleasant. Um, like, you all need to sell this better, it is I think is what she's it saying. It is the best of times. I mean, because I'm so in love, I can't imagine not being with Shane. Also, dating sounds awful. But I'm, I guess what I'm hearing you say is, is there one thing that you wish you had, like yeah. a definitive answer on like this thing about yeah. this person you're dating? Dating I guess, is for you. like a mystery. You have to uncover who this person is, who you are with them. And there's so much complication and so many opportunities for disaster. But if you could peer in and see one thing clearly, absolutely, I know where they stand on this. What is it that you'd want to know? Taz, you've been quiet. I'm going to call on you. I've been thinking a lot about the alpha beta thing and then this. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's interdependence because I feel like we just make it so much on a spectrum where it's like you have, in, you have independence and you have codependence. So then what's in the middle would be interdependence. And... Yes, I am an alpha female, but I've also learned that that alpha has also caused me to go into like fight or flight, right? Like I'm now too alpha because I'm so used to being independent that now I'm taking it out on my partner. And that's on me because this is a relationship and you know, I'm personally not acting right, right? Like it makes sense as to why I'm also single too is because I need to learn, hey, look, you're in a relationship with someone. It's very interdependent versus, hey, I'm super independent. You go do your thing, I'll go do mine because that's not a relationship or else it's codependent where we're sitting on the couch every day like, oh my God, I love you. It's like, cool. I'm not gonna right? lie though, being single long enough, I'm like, mm, that doesn't sound terrible either. <laughs> well, it's actually, you know what's going through <laughs> my head is, is single a bad joke. thing? Because yeah. I think in our society we end. get like, oh, she's not remarried yet or she's not married yet. And it's like, I love my life right For now. Sure. And so, but I think, not just think, I know. There's this like stigma of, oh, what's wrong with her because she's not married yet? And it's like, I love my time with my kids. I love my time when they're with their dad. I love the life I live right now. And it's not that I don't want a partner in that, in that journey, but if I don't, I'm not like devastated of like, oh, my life is lacking. I'm gonna go solo backpacking. I'm gonna go do all the things that I wanna do because I wanna do them. And if somebody's 
cool for coming along with the ride, awesome. It makes it even better. But I think sometimes we're kind of looking at things of like black and white, right? Like single or dating. And there can be relationships along the way that are awesome and you enjoy it. They just didn't work out for whatever reason. And then you keep going. And that's not a failure. Yeah. I do have a question though for you because I think a lot of where I get stressed about the relationships and timelines is it comes down to kids. Kids. Yeah. Like, so I want do you a baby. feel like you have more peace because you got to have kids? I mean, because yeah. I'm I think about that. I'd be lying. I think about it yeah. often. I like. No, that's a good point. And I will say because I have two kids and they're the best, but they're nine and twelve now. I always wanted more kids, so to some degree, I still have that angst because yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm 36. Like I got, I have a. I mean, there just is like a biological clock, right? Um, but I, I do agree with you. There is like, I've resigned to the fact that if I just have my two kids, I'm super happy and they're awesome kids. And I mean, I'd love to have, my best friend just had a baby five days ago and I held that little baby and I was like, oh, my ovaries are exploding over here. But, you know, if it doesn't happen, but I do agree with you. I also think though, you know, I mean, 35, 36, you're not, that's still like time enough to have babies but it's not guaranteed if someone told me you're guaranteed you will have kids don't worry about it just chill you might you might be 50 and you could still have kids but you'll be fine I'd be like, whatever, cool. I feel like, like we're getting there. Like, great. 40s of the new 35. Well, yeah, but I, our bodies aren't doing that. You could also freeze your eggs, though. Yeah, I have considered true. freezing my eggs oh, I, yeah, because I, I had a woman that, like, great life advice was just like, hey, at 30, because you get older, like, maybe you consider it, and I'm considering it. Uh, if, I, a couple of these if I wouldn't have had kids already, 100%, it's not that expensive. One, I mean, it is. It's an investment, yeah. but 100%, if that was something I wanted I didn't have any kids no question my 27th birthday that was a dinner conversation with my parents Ouch. brought on That's with so my parents. fun for they you said, you know because the, their thing was we would really hate for you to feel so desperate that you know you get in a relationship and you mm. rush up the wrong person just to fulfill that goal and then you're miserable because you didn't actually like that person and you were and so they're like we want to support you if you want to do that like let's let's talk about it let's I kind of get that it. like as a dad and, I, but I'm sitting at eating my butter cake like what timing maybe like, I just turned 27 like Two hours ago. You were what? at Fork, weren't you? <laughs> hmm. No, we were. It was back home in California. Oh, okay. I'm like, that's the only place that's right. better take care. Okay. I, I could talk all day. This Wait, is I awesome. I feel like we could talk on this yeah. topic. For- I want to get to some stories, but first, I am desperate to know what is the role of social media in your dating experience? And there's two things that I think of is meeting people, and then also there's a lot of, like, do you feel that having a social media presence has made it easier or harder? I mean, how many of you are active on social media? And that comes back to bite you. There's a little bit of mention well, and to that. We're all, I mean, we're all active on social media. I was just thinking, you were mentioning before, I've talked about this before, how difficult it is when you have a social media presence that you don't have a first impression anymore. So you come in, and I think that would be very difficult for dating. Mm. Oh, yeah. And well, I didn't, li- oh, I'm sorry. I didn't link my social media to like my dating profile. I still don't have them linked because like, uh, and that takes away from it too. Like they find your profile, it takes away the mystique. Like they go all the way through all of your stuff. Like they know what you looked like back in 2015, but they've never said three words to you, you know? That's why I I have a very small digital footprint. I'm a mystery. <laughs> Must be known. You're, you're not maintain anymore. that mystery. Try to get like you, my boy. <laughs> TikTok. I think personally, um, for me on that on social media, for me, I've made a very conscious decision to try to be who I am, good, bad, or ugly mm-hmm. on social media. Like days I'll look good, days I'll not care, and this is how we're rolling with it. So you are representative. I yes, because it's one of those where it's like I think one of the hardest things is when you see someone you follow online and then you meet them and you're like you aren't the person that i've created in my head that's on me though but 
like there is a very conscious decision to make sure that the content that's being released is as myself as possible there's still that professional line so you've tried to mitigate that risk by curating an authentic representative yeah just not for dating but that's just in life in general it's because social media you can have this great curated content and i can be this hot girl doing cool things on there or Mm -hmm. i could just be myself and be like take it or leave it yeah i'd rather do that it just sounds so complicated it was just so much easier when you just saw someone and they were hot and you just went to dinner. Did like, you just go up to them? Like, Well, I mean, I didn't go up to people. They went <laughs> yeah, to me. Taz, back in the old days, yeah, we had work. to like walk up to people and say, hi, my name is so-and-so. It, it was the anxiety. Was about it. Yeah, like, and then you went to dinner and then you went to another dinner and then you made out and then... And then you got was, married. Well, I mean, not that, not that fast. <laughs> After the restraining order. I mean, we were Sorry, 23 when we were married. We were very young. We dated for a year and a half. But it's just, I can't even imagine the complexity... I mean, it's just, it's just such, it's so I want to hear from the rest of the panel, like the prevalence of, or your dependence on social media to meet people. First of all, let's hear that for the rest. I hate it. Um, honestly, I say the sexiest thing in a man is that have you gone to therapy and are you not on social media? (laughs) That's kind of a joke, but, um, for real though, like I actually prefer it when people don't know who I am and my situation might be a little unique, but my, my on social media, that's my business. And um, and it is, like you said, it, I am real. It's not like there's two different people, but I really want somebody to get to know me. And what I found in the past is what can often happen, especially if you have uh, you know, a, a larger social media profile, then people will put you on this pedestal. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is like so cool and oh my gosh. And then like, if you're on a pedestal, the only place to go is, is down, is off. Mm. And so I just want people to get to know me. Like I'm a real person that has flaws. I'm not perfect. And I don't want them to like idolize this person that they follow on social media. Like, just get to know me. With that being said, I do think once you're dating, there are certain unspoken rules. Like, if you are hidden on somebody else's social media profile, that's a red flag to me. And now there might be, see, I've dated and been good relationships with people who they're just not social media people. So there's no post. But then there's this weird, like, well, why? Like, do you, because, like, do you have girls reaching out to you? Which probably isn't the, the truth, but there's these stories that happen in your head because prior to social media, it would have to be in person. Now that could have happened in the past with like coworkers and stuff, right? Mm. But now it's public. And so all of a sudden it's easy to like go down that rabbit hole of like, well, what's wrong with me? Are you not proud of me or what's happening here? And it could just be a story, but that is something that I think regardless should be communicated between the two people. And usually you can work it out through communication, right? Um, but I would say, I mean, maybe you guys disagree with me, but I think those are kind of like, okay, if I have, if we've been dating a year and there's no side of me on your social media, what's going on? You know, I'm like, mm, if I'm not on your social media in like two months, I'm like, you're out red flag. They're on in that's, two weeks. That's your window. Two months. No, I, I got to be on there. Just, I think it actually really just depends. But I mean, it, I like what you said about the pedestal thing. I mean, I have a blue check mark, which it sounds cool, but it's not. It really isn't. It's like the stupidest thing ever. No, when you learn the work that goes into it, it's not glamorous. Like, you, there's an ID that your boss sends into Instagram, and they check your W two forms, and it's like a passport system. It's not. You have cool. no idea what she's talking about. I, I will explain it later. Right it's when you're considered verified, and people look at. I will it tell before, you about it later. It's and fine. but yeah, before I was, I thought, whoa, that's so cool. And then I got it, and I'm like, nothing happened. Nothing changed. I'm still me. And a lot of people just will see that on my social media and it's like, oh, like I want to get to know this girl. Oh, she's on TV and oh my gosh. And it, and then they meet me and it's like, I'm either not as shiny and perfect as 
they would like me to be. So they go, you're boring. Like, or, oh, you didn't get me a blue check mark? Like, the amount of guys who have said, can I get a blue check mark? And I'm like, do you have a job that gets you one? Do you want to give me your W-2? Like, I, like, I don't know. And the, I've had guys literally go, they just have no use for me. Okay, no blue check mark. Like, and it goes the opposite way, too, where, like, I, I'm with you on that because I, you know, whatever. I, I feel so silly saying I'm verified on social media, but it's yeah. true. And I've been online forever. And so um, there's an element of privacy that I crave. And I don't always want to share everything that's going on with my relationships because then what happens is you have everybody saying, are you still together? Who, what happened? Did, 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 did. And everybody's talking. I'm like, I just want to live my life and have a real relationship. But then I feel like, well, I put myself in this scenario. And so I actually, even though I know I just said that's the unspoken rule, I actually don't share a ton about my relationships online. And it's not because I'm like intentionally trying to hide it. I just want to live my life and have my relationship and not have to, to be broadcasted to social media all the time, all right. if that makes sense. Tyler, dependence on social media. Okay, so I and I wanted to reference something that you said earlier about like um, guys who go to therapy and aren't on social media, and that's something that I run into a lot, because like, I mean, I don't have like a huge platform or anything, but like, and I make TikToks too. Ugh, I know that I just said that. <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm like, love TikTok, but, big fan. But this is the thing, like if, uh, like as a dude, I tell people, like I tell women like that I make social media content or they're like, oh, he doesn't, like he doesn't do anything. You know, he oh like, he's, he's an artist. He like create, and like, you know, but he doesn't like, have a real job. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's like, it is a business. I file taxes on this, you know, and, uh, but like for like a guy, girls look at like a TikTok and they look at all the cringy videos and they're like, ew, gross. Like, I don't want to like, but that's like, it's online, it's not hmm. real, or like it's the best representation of myself that I have because I don't want to put anything fake out there. But at the same time, they're like, they see like the satirical stuff and they're like, oh, that's a little cringy. Like I'm not even gonna like talk to them, you know? Yeah. And that's what I run into a lot. Cause like if you put yourself off on social media, you're taking away all that mystery and then they're like, oh, I don't even want to bother to see if there's anything underneath, you know? I think social media pulls out the worst intention, whether they want to get mm -hmm. to know you because they think you're so cool, or they just get the ick because they found something from 2015 yep. and they're like, without knowing who you are either way. Exactly. <laughs> Can I tell a funny TikTok story? Absolutely. So I'm like the grandma probably at this panel, but uh, I didn't really, I, I was like, we got to get on TikTok, but I'm like, I don't use TikTok, I don't really get it. So my team was like, okay, Natalie, we'll start putting stuff on. So I just recently, I bought a house on five and a half acres and I bought a tractor because I like want to do cool stuff with my property and I want to plan my driveway. So anyways, I posted some tractor videos, but it was right when we started our TikTok account so the algorithm hadn't figured me out yet and they went viral. We had millions of views of me just driving my tractor and the problem was the algorithm started attracting dudes who like chicks on tractors. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I started getting Is that like a problem though? Thousands and thousands of comments like, "Oh, you can come plow my driveway." You know, and I'm like, "Oh shit." So we had to actually hide them because even though they had tons of views, we were like, "We don't want to attract those kind of people." Like my audience is women. Farmers I'm like, only no. wants a sponsorship." I know. So, farmers <laughs> only. All right, we got 10 minutes left. Stories two minutes each, what's your craziest story that you feel comfortable sharing about your dating experience in the Treasure Valley? Who's or if you don't to wanna first? use a story, what would you say to someone out there who needs some advice on dating, if you don't have a story? Options, you have options, which yes. question? I have a story and it's crazy, it's so crazy, it's almost not gonna be believable. So this was quite a few years ago. So it wasn't even on a dating, cause I don't really, I don't like apps. So I, it was through Facebook. Somebody sent me, a, we had mutual friends. I'm 
So anyways, I start talking to this guy, and he's like red flag number one over the top, like love bombing, but it felt good kind of, right? You're like, oh, I'm getting all this attention, and somebody, like I thought, seizing for who I am. So we start dating. I mean, and he's over the top. Like, you're the most amazing woman I've ever met. I love you. And I had friends that knew him, and they're like, Natalie, do not fall. Like, he's not. But I didn't. I was, like, naive. I didn't fall for it. So anyways, and he didn't live in Boise. He lived in one of the, like, surrounding towns. So I couldn't see like day-to-day stuff, you know, it was more like weekends. And so, but anyways, in the meantime, he's like, you're the one, you're the most amazing woman I've ever met. And I'm like, it felt good. So I was like, wow, like, I love this. So we're dating, like exclusively, we'd have that conversation. So we're dating and all of a sudden, I get a text message from him and he's like, babe, some guy tried to light my house on fire and everything's okay, my daughter's okay, but I'll call you in a little bit. And I'm like, what? In the meantime, I'm at my nephew's birthday party and I'm like, what? So then I, um, he, he calls me and he's like, the news is here, everything's okay. Um, I don't know what happened. I think the lawn guy was like, went crazy and I saw him with a gas, um, a gas can running around my property and light. I'm like, what? So he said the news is here. So I start watching the news, and this is happening in Twin Falls, and so I start watching the news. And all of a sudden, the news comes out, and it says that this woman, I, for the sake of privacy, I won't mention her name, but she uh, was at his house, and um, her husband was enraged and lit the house on fire. So I call him, and I'm like, the news is saying this, what happened? And so he backpedals, and he's like, okay, okay. So this is somebody I was on the softball team with, and we were... She, her, she was upset and she came over and I'm a good friend, which he was a good friend. So I'm like, well, and I'm so stupid. I believed, like, this is how naive I was. I believed him because I wanted to too, right? Sometimes we believe the truth we want to believe. And so he's like, we were just folding laundry and I was just being a good listening ear and her husband came and he went crazy. And I'm like, this does not make what a sense. Saint. But at the same time, I'm like, well, okay, you are a good friend and I'm a trusting person. I'm a nice person. So I'm like, you know how they say like liars lie well nice people think other people are nice too though that can not always work out so uh anyways long story short the woman ends up finding me on facebook and messages me like and she says no we've been i'm married we've been having an affair i came over and my husband had put a GPS unit on my car and said, and he saw that I was at his house and he shows up from work and peeks through the bedroom window and sees me riding your boyfriend and in rage grabs a gasoline can, runs around the house and lights it on fire. And I was like, what in the world have I gotten myself into? And in, the, in my head, I'm like, Natalie, what did you just allow to happen? You are a smart woman. Like, how did this happen? And so anyways, the ending, I know we got to keep it short. The ending isn't that great, actually. So long story short, we broke up. This gets it, worse? Yeah, it gets sad. Oh. So the husband, who actually seemed to be a nice guy, but had a moment of like, rage, which I'm not defending. You should never burn somebody's house down. I'm not defending that. He went like nuts, but um, the okay. sentencing took a year. I had, it was awful. I got subpoenaed. I mean, it was awful because I, cause the woman had messaged me all the details and then she went back to her husband. So those Facebook messages were like testimony. Anyways, um, <clears throat> he ended up going to prison for two years and they have four kids. Wow. Wow. And he just got out in October and they're divorced now. All right, uh, Taz, beat that. What do you have? Sorry you had to go through that. Um, uh, story. So back when I was trying Swipe Life, I... Wait, is that a term or is that... I a, call it that when you're swiping, okay, right? So that's that's not like the life you're living okay. online. Um, so I matched with this guy who like was super cute, had a great profile. We start talking, banter's going back and forth, and I'm like, all right, daddy, I'll go on a date with you. <laughs> 
And so, is daddy a thing? Really? It, yes, it is. Yes, I, it is a thing. You it are is a, thing. a daddy to our children. I'm not calling you daddy. It anyway, is. Go on. so, anyways, we decide to go meet at Juniper, and we go to Juniper, and I was there early, so I like sit down and wait for him to come through. He comes through the door, sits down, and is like, "Hi," and I'm like, "Hey, like, it's Taz. It's nice to meet you," and he's like, "It's nice to meet you too," and I'm just like. Oh, so we try to talk, and like our conversation is very like hit or miss. Like it was not texting like that banter that I was like, okay, yeah. Because you infer tone, correct? Like you get this, you texting, and you're like, oh, they're so fun, about, and then you meet them, and it's it, it wasn't. doesn't match. And so, waiter comes and is like, can you get what would you like to drink? And I was like, take a glass of wine. He's like, I'll do a double coke and rum or something, right? And I was like, okay, cool. Drinks come. He just chugs it. And I'm like, okay, like we're in a drinking contest. Let's do this, dude. And so he like orders another. I finish my glass and he's like, do you want to go to another restaurant? And I was like, oh, it's a mobile date. Okay, like where do you want to go? So we go to Red Feather. I'm like, okay, great. So we go to Red Feather. He's had four shots at this point. I've had one glass of wine. And this is 15 minutes into our date. He, we go upstairs and we sit down like in the upstairs seating and we sit down order some more drinks, he does another double, and it's like, wow, we're at six shots in like an hour. Okay, dude. And he gets up to go to the bathroom, and he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I was like, I believe you, you do. <laughs> he gets up, comes across the table, looks at me, grabs my head, goes in with tongue. Where's and I'm just sorry, like, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, bold he move. He sticks his cotton. tongue in your oh, mouth. Oh yeah, it was down there, and I was like, oh. As a good, I'm going to the bathroom gesture. Yes. But before now, I go, I'm I gonna, need to let you know where I stand. <laughs> and correct, this was, and I just like sat there like dumbfounded, like what do I do now? He goes to the bathroom, and I bet you're thinking like, why the hell did you not leave? I am thinking that, yes. Correct, and yes. I agree with you. Uh -huh. Because a week prior, I was actually swindled on a date that I up and left. Like, that's a whole nother story. I was at a concert with this guy who's like, we're going with our friends, and the friends went that way, and then I'm over here with him, and then we're like at the concert, and I'm just getting like shoved oh, he into tricked it. you yes. on a date. I got tricked on oh, it. Okay, yeah. So I literally had my roommate at the time call me seven times and say, I need you to fake an accident so I can leave this concert. Yeah. And I did it. Like yeah. he called and I was like, what, ha what's happening? And I leave. So in this date where the tongue just went down my mouth, I'm in my head thinking like, I can't be the girl that's known to leave dates in Boise. <laughs> like, I don't want that reputation. Like how yeah, awful is that? Like a whole hashtag. It's like such that. a small town. And I was like, I don't Does want that label. Like that? We're used to it. Get around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is there a Yelp I, for dating? I would not be surprised. There should be. No, there should we should be. create a business Oh my like gosh. That. We're going to do it. <laughs> no, literally after this happened, I had I that business idea and I was like, I can't start another business. This feels dangerous It's like an Angie's list for dating. Why did they have that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to do that. Okay. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Did you stay for the rest of the yeah. date? <laughs> so I sorry. stayed and he was quite the gentleman. Um, I did stay. But it was one of those where I think like you're just blacking it out as you're there of just like, sure. yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're there physically, but mentally response. you're on a vacation. Okay. And that's All right. I feel cringy. Ladies first, Frankie. Um, gosh, I don't know if I could really say my 
craziest story without outing someone, like, obviously putting someone out there. Um, but I will say one of the craziest things I've ever done was I had to fake being married uh, for a year. So that <laughs> a year? Yeah, and it was really uncomfortable because viewers were congratulating me on my engagement. I had a ring and everything. Um, had a boyfriend in that time period, but we broke up. But then the viewers would see me at the bars or on dates, and they were like, different guy this week, but you're married. I feel like it was mm. not okay that you threw this in, like when we have like two minutes it's left. It's hard not to ask questions. Yeah, we're gonna have to ask so some yeah. follow-up questions. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, cause that's uh. gonna. Uh, my dating history is slightly comical. Yeah, okay, we, we will get back to that. Okay. Zach. Zach. Tyler, okay. talk to us. Sorry, we had a conversation you in the middle. just like my brother yeah. Zach. I have a, like, I wanted to write a book on dating actually for a while, cause like they're all stories. But I'll go with like an Idaho, like a true Idaho one. So I matched with this girl on Tinder. I was living in Mountain Home at the time, right? So I drove from I drove from like Cal I drove from Mountain Home to Caldwell to meet this girl, and she invited me to a bar. It was Friday night, and like this was like when I first got out here, so, and I didn't know like where Caldwell was or like what how seedy areas of Caldwell could be. Okay. So I get to this bar. I pull up in like my shitty two-door Mustang and I'm wearing like a long tan pea coat because like I like to dress nice for dates. You know? Sure. And I get to this bar and I was like, hell no. Uh, absolutely <laughs> not wearing this in there. So I put on a denim jacket and thank God I did because I walk in and then there's like the whole line of the bar is all... Uh, like the outlaw motorcycle club sure. down the, down this whole bar and then there's this girl and her friend and another friend playing pool and there I get there and they're all all three of them are already blacked out and I was like all right I'll play I'll, I was like all right I'll play catch up uh, so I proceed to get very blacked out very uh -huh. fast uh, and then and then at one point in the night I brown in a little bit and I'm standing in the clubhouse of this motorcycle organization and, and all of a sudden you're a recruit and you don't know what papers like, you signed. There's He's like 25 of them in this Is house. Is that where you got all the tattoos? Or? I should have. I wish I, I was a cop. And I'm like in this like clubhouse and they're all, there's like drugs everywhere and there's guns. And then we go back to this girl's house. Uh, the next morning I wake up naked on an air mattress in her living room. There's three different guns on the counter. She's in bed with the friend that was at the bar uh -huh. and two friends. The male and female, they were both in the bed. I'm out naked in the front. Uh -huh. I don't know how sure. I got there. Uh -huh. You know, but like you know, when you can feel like something happened, <laughs> like you, you know, you did something the night before. Yeah, we all like, know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. well, at least I got some. I hope it was good. <laughs> and then like I remember going in and be like, hi guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. Uh, where are we? Uh, because like we were in a neighborhood in Caldwell that I'd never been to, and I I lost my pants. <laughs> I lost that denim jacket. But you had the peacoat uh, that went long. Yeah, the peacoat. So that was yeah, okay. my ass okay. was covered. Yeah, I okay. drive home. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that if was. You like, would have been a woman, this would have been called rape. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Wow. That's okay. a, like, I have a lot of questions. I just tried to answer good story. However, this was like a really good story, and you should write a book. I'm going to say that. Yeah, that was, that was in like 2015. There's going to be like, some follow ups to all of this. Um, great note like, to end on. Right outside. Fantastic. Yes. Hey, thanks to all of you for being open and vulnerable, <laughs> and especially in front of all these crazy strangers. That was awesome. And thank you guys for coming too. Yes, awesome. Happy Tree Fort, everyone. Happy Tree Fort. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time.
The Boise Bubble Podcast is sponsored by Volkswagen of Boise. Interested in buying a Volkswagen in the Treasure Valley? Head to www.volkswagenofboise.com to learn more.